Chicks, two rad chicks, weekly confessions, adventures, and obsessions. Welcome to Two Rad Chicks. I'm Grace Hogan. And I am Deanne Love. What kind of day is it? It's a hot day. It's hot AF it's here. It's a bloody hot day. Tell yep. you what. We are on our third, no, second cuppa of the day. So things are really heating up here. Mm-hmm. This could be a really quick episode. Woo! Get it in. <laughs> Get it out. Let's kick it off. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling, Grace? I'm feeling very hot. Hot. Very, you are. A little flustered. Uh, yes, definitely. I wish Just, I could describe uh, the environment here right now, Just, what we both look like. You're just going to have to use your imaginations. Mm-hmm. Just have to eat an ice cube and take a deep breath. <laughs> and strip off our clothes, <laughs> dripping. Like summer Advice 101. Yes. Hey, Grace. Yeah? You want to kickstart your confession yeah, this week? Yeah, I'll kickstart my confession. So my confession is that I've taken a month off from one of my hairdressing jobs, yes. haircutting jobs. Yes. To work on some creative projects, comedy in particular. Yep. And it's really exciting and super fun. And in my mind, I had all these things that I want to get set. And a week has already gone by. I feel like, I don't know how you go, Deanne, with your creative processes. Yes. I feel like creative processes, they change a lot. They do. And they change a lot before, you know, you, in your mind you have a project and you're like, I'm going to do this in this amount of time and <laughs> it's going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. So this week, uh, yesterday I was just feeling a little bit down, I guess, mm. in the way of the creative process. Yeah, what, and I feel what like made you feel down? It's normal, like, to feel that. I felt it before. It's not, not, mm. it's not new. It's just... When you uh, decide you want to do a project and then it's kind of comes with research, I guess, the more people you talk with, you realize that there's so many options. There's so many ways to do things, you know, like, and you're kind of like, well, I want to do, I want to give this project, you know, justice and I want to do it Mm. really well. And it's kind of balancing between budget uh budget and Mm -hmm. deciding whether you want to do it alone or have other people with you involved and um what's going to work best I guess Mm. for the project lots of decision making I feel like in your mind you're like yeah I've got this I'm going to just do this thing and it's (laughs) going to be fine and then you kind of yeah like I said talk to some other people in the industry or whatever it may be, and you kind of realize, oh, I can either do it really great, mm-hmm. it's going to cost some money, or you can do it budget and mm-hmm. work just as hard. And it's just a, it, yeah, it's, I think the creative world is so, I'm so grateful for the creative world. Yeah. It's entertaining and it's always changing and very cool. But for me, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed yesterday when I realized like, oh, I really want to do this really well mm-hmm. and I want to see my idea come to full fruition yeah. and it want, I want it to be grand. 
Yeah, of course. I love that about you, that you have these big grand visions, but then also that you come to these realizations that creativity is not linear. So it doesn't go from like, I, well, sometimes we can make it step by step, but that it's all these, you kind of swirl around and you go forward, two steps yeah. forward, four steps back, and then leap and dive into something else. And yeah. then you're kind of back flipping on things and, or... It's forever evolving. Yeah. And you, like you can sit in your own head and space and sometimes that's a scary, that's an exciting place to be because that's where the the seeds grow, but it can also be an overwhelming space to be because that's where self-doubt resides. And is that where, was that your day yesterday? Yeah. So I feel like I have these ideas and then I was sitting with them and doing lots of research in in ways that I, you know, how to make this project come to life so just to give you insight into the project I want to I want to create a a six-part series comedy series six episodes and six characters and I was just doing some research into like you know can I get some funding who like what avenues to go down and Mm -hmm. through and working with other people you know it's important to acknowledge them and value them yes and as at the same time as value yourself and your own ideas and creations Mm -hmm. so yesterday I was kind of feeling a little bit down Mm -hmm. because I was just like oh my gosh there's such a process to everything like yeah does that excite and, you though, the problem-solving side of creativity that you have to work things out? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I work things out best through conversation. Yes. And sometimes yeah. when I'm – like yesterday, I think that's another thing that got me down. I was like doing all this reading and for me reading is so hard. Yeah, it's like, really challenging. trying to absorb information and trying to have to like process it and understand what – is being said, Mm -hmm. then that feeling of like, I've bitten off more than I can chew or, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I'm imagining you with this big gobstopper, like this like huge filled mouth with, (laughs) I mean, your project is big and beautiful. Uh, We talked a little bit yesterday about success versus failure and then what we attach our success to. So is success, uh, having done a million projects myself uh, of all different kinds, I came to terms with uh, kind of trying to understand what the success of that particular project, what I was attached to. Was that one about making money? Was it about hitting a target? Was it simply about completion? Was it for the love of creativity? So now I often step into projects with some kind of like, what, what would make this successful to me? And when I get some clarity around that, I feel like I can flow a little bit more easily Mm. with things. So it's like working out, what does this really mean to me? You know, do I, is success for this only selling this pilot to Netflix? Is that, would that to me only equal success? Or would it be that I get to work with four cool people? You know, like what, what is it? It's true, like gauging your success. I feel like for me, success would be that, Everyone is valued, yeah, who works on the project, mm-hmm. and everyone who is involved loves it and yeah. wants to be a part of it, yeah. And 
everyone loves it and then if and then it would be awesome if an audience loved it as much as of course. the people yeah. who made it yeah loved it yeah so, of course yeah that, well they will yeah and there's a huge big decision making process that goes into it yeah like lots step of by decisions step. i feel like what in what when i look at it kind of from an outs out of my body kind of yeah from above I see that I've taken time to create something and then I've been well greeted with like the development stage I'm like oh yeah it's already developed I know what I want to do but then I realize <laughs> the reality it's like no you kind of st- you're still I'm still developing so I feel like that's kind of where it's like feels a little bit of a block or yes. you know in my mind I'm like yeah just do what I want like it's like all gonna be improv and and then I realize oh hang on a minute if there's other people involved no mm. I need to be more structured mm-hmm. and really f- be clear on what I'm making and how I'm going to make it. Yeah. So then it's clear for everyone involved. Cause yeah. I feel when I work on my own, if I'm making silly Instagram videos or something like that, it's like mm-hmm. turn on the camera and say some things. Mm. And then I cut and edit it myself on my phone. You know, it's very Which is genius, very like I would. Yeah. I feel like I'm, learning about working with other people and what yeah. that involves. It's a whole different way of, of working as well. And then also the, the idea of project-based work, creative work versus turning up to a job, doing your job, getting paid, leaving. Like when you are, yeah, particularly I guess if you're a full-time creator in whatever industry but you're doing it freelance like doing your own own way and your own you're seeking out projects to complete uh, it can be a really different shift in making sure that you're focused and getting the work done and you know really putting yourself out there because the work just doesn't come to you you must create it the money doesn't get put in your bank unless you uh, you know really seek income streams so can be a big shift and it's a huge, like a huge learning curve. And it's really uh, exciting to see you jump into that and just kind of build your wings on the way down yeah. um, as, as all creatives do in many ways. And then the people that you connect with along the way. We talked yesterday about one of the tough things I think a lot of creatives go through and I particularly work with a lot of women uh, and this seems to be a common thread that asking for help when we are not like we have this misconception that we have to be loaded up with cash and that we value others with with money. Um, but we, you know, creatives, yeah, we, we love to get paid, but we also love other things as well. And sometimes we have these blocks in our mindset that if we want to go and ask for help, it's challenging. But then if we want people to help us on big things and we can't pay them, initially then that can feel hard as well is that something that's coming up for you definitely yeah I feel that a lot I also feel oh I forgot what I was gonna say oh no it's It's too hot it's it's too hot no you said something that sparks it I thought it was um 
like asking for help. Yes. Paying for it, for valuing help. only through money. Don't know. It's gone. Lost. It's gone. gone. Too many creative thoughts. Too Thinking about something else. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, mm. So sometimes I feel that not everyone really truly understands what it takes to Mm. be a creative and a successful one and it's kind of like you get these questions come at you from family members or friends or whoever in your life that are kind of like well who's paying for all this or (laughs) um you know it's kind of and it really sucks because you're like well actually they, because it feels like they don't see the value in mm. what you are making, or that burns. yeah, and it's like I, you know, it it's that has like, pushed well, me you, in the past. You bloody do it, yeah, you know? like, yeah. You, but it kind of creates a fire under you. Well, it has for me anyway. I know when I took the leap, like over a decade ago, and I, you know, quit a career after studying for so long, and then my family were like what the actual hell do you think you're doing? And I was like, yeah. well, I'm going to be a hula hooper. And they were like, no. How? But, um, for me, all of my family are like work at a job, get paid money, go mm. home, watch telly. Like that was just their way of life. So they yeah. could never fathom that you could be paid to do just these crazy projects or travel. That, like They'd be like, "Who? who's going to pay to fly you to blah, blah, and dance yeah. on a stage? That's ridiculous. And I was like, well. No, it's actually not. There's a lot because it's a whole other thing. But that would put a fire under me. And my biggest mantra for stuff like that, that is really irritating. And it's it's beautiful because they care about us. But I always say, do not ask someone for directions who has not been down that path or that journey that you're going down. Yeah, totally. You but sometimes you don't even have to ask and they just say, <laughs> they just are like, what do you think you're doing? Yes. It just sucks because it's kind of like they they don't see the seriousness of it. I mean, even if it, it, it's funny when you talk about comedy in a serious way. <laughs> it's just like, it's yes. kind of like I'm a comedian now. Prove them wrong. Prove yeah. them wrong. Uh, only, but not not out of spite or no. you know, like, like anything negative, no. but just also for yourself. And I often would find those questions would come up as a reflection of my own self-doubt as well because yeah, it's scary totally. stuff and so and it makes it burn even more when you're like shit I actually if I'm going to be honest I'm never going to tell you this but if I'm honest I don't fucking know who's yeah, going to pay for this like exactly. I don't know how this is going to work out but I just I'm can you can you have a little faith like I need some trust and faith right now because even I'm feeling a bit rocky around this yeah you know? totally so, but yeah and it's I understandable feel, I, don't, I feel like I just keep having this thought lately that's been entering my mind and it's um you know like I'm working really hard doing my job cutting hair and I feel like now I want to put that energy into creating comedy and it's like you're going to be working hard anyway whether Mm. it's like whatever it is that you do or so you kind of are like I feel like this um balance thing has come up where it's like what do you everyone's going to be working really hard for all of their life or not not really yeah, hard I mean no, but we have they, to do something exactly and it would be boring <laughs> if you didn't but you have a choice and it's kind yeah. of like 
do I want to be doing something for myself, mm. something that I love, something that, you know, is can be really powerful. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot of work and energy and you can't, you know, it's, yeah, you kind of, or you're going to be working really hard for someone else, like, yeah, and f- feel fulfilling someone else's dreams mm-hmm. or goals. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, either one is either option. Totally. Is and cool we're privileged and everyone... to have both of those experiences. And there's no one right or wrong way. Like, we need all types of amazing people. Totally. Yeah. So that's just something that's kind of been coming up for me is like, yeah, what do I want? Where am I putting my energy and what's important? Yeah. And yeah, it's like that whole, well, if you. Are you, is it always just going to be a wonder or are you going to explore yeah, it? Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people do spend, uh, like rightly so. I mean, uh, we don't can't all self-fund or we don't have money that just flows. I, I'm a big believer in creating it for yourself. Um, but it it's just normal to have fear, these fears. And I think a lot of people do stay in situations that they don't entirely love and they don't fall back on their own talents and have trust and faith in that because it actually is hard work. Mm. It's really hard work. And totally. you, but it's also, it's for me, I feel in every single situation in life, there's a tipping point where it's like, you know, that fork in the road where you have to decide and you, you just feel it. You just have this knowing, like, I must, I have to do this or I at least yeah. have to give it a good crack. Totally. And so what, you know, like I can't, even if it's just for a year or two years or turns into decades. Many. Mm. Amazing. So that's me in a nutshell. Oh, in yeah. a nutshell. Nah. Nah. I wouldn't limit myself to a nutshell. <laughs> Teeny tiny nutshell. <laughs> Okay, well, how how are you feeling? Have you got other stuff to you, we could talk about this? Oh, living there's the so life many of a creative. Of, yeah, yeah, for sure. But to all the creatives out there, I support you. Ah, yeah, you do. Are you looking for water? Grace is kind of yeah. sniffing around the room. I thought now. I was going to sneeze. Oh, okay. I don't need water. Well, what have you got thank on you your for plate? Sharing that on my plate, or in your nutshell, a whole lot of stuff, and it's. A, uh, it's very similar in many ways because uh, I I did take a, a similar leap, but a long time ago, uh, and I am going through a bit of an identity transition. Are you going to shave all your hair off? <laughs> I might, I might. But actually, so just a really quick background story on on my career or my life. So I I left school and studied really hard and thought like, right, I'm going to work in international business or marketing. Like I love psychology. So I went and I did a marketing degree and then I realized I don't want to work for a multinational company. I I think I went to one interview in the city in some big corporation and I was like, I'm going to get this job. What did you wear? Well, I did not wear stilettos and my mind, I, I wore like a business suit. Did ya? I did wear a business suit and I realized how gross that felt on me. And I realized how constricting it would be if I had to spend the rest of my life. And I was young, like I was 20 and I realized That's if young. I had to spend 
the rest of my life. It was a fancy office. It was gorgeous. Everyone was wearing fabulous clothing. You know, they clearly had a good salary. And I just looked around and felt like I was in jail. And so my best friend and I, I had like 200 bucks in my account or something. We packed up, we caught a bus to Ellie Beach. And I was like, I can't live that life. And I was like, I just studied for four years and spent like, I don't know how much a degree was, 20 grand or something. And I was like, and I can't do this. And she was like, cool, let's get the fuck out of here. So we left and then I was I realized while I was away that I actually did want to live up my dream of being a teacher. And so I went back to university, thought I'd be a full-time academic for the rest of my life. But I finally started to become a teacher and I was a primary school teacher for 10 years in Australia and Japan. And then? And then one day a hula hoop rolled into my life. (gasps) A hula hoop. A hula hoop. And I was like, what? Just so obsessed. So I was practicing every single day. I don't know if I've shared this story with you guys. Anyway, I got to a very similar point that Grace is kind of like uh, dabbling with right now where uh, I was I was working really hard as a primary school teacher and I loved it. And it was some, you know, I really enjoyed that was my life dream to be a teacher. But I realized that there was more to my creativity and more to my life and more that like life experience that I gathered that I wanted to share in a different way. And so I literally quit the job in at this international school. Like I loved working there, but I could not be there anymore. Did you see out the year or the no, term or anything? No, you just, Grace. Really? I was like, How I, did it go down? How did it go down? Well, you know, I loved the principal. I loved my bosses. I loved everyone, but they had actually my they had all seen that I was going through this huge transformation and I think they, even they, they questioned it. Like you, you might have people questioning you, but they also supported it. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so anyway, again, I, I flew to California and started to do like tra- I quit my job. I had no money. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I just knew that it had to be performing sharing this creativity like yeah. I just knew and I'm it's totally, such a good feeling yeah it was just like I was it was almost like I was possessed by creativity so cool um and I yeah like if I look I'm sitting at this this real kind of pivotal point in my life now and I'm looking back over the last like 10 12 years since that happened I think that was 2007 and I started a company um teaching and I've trained like almost a thousand teachers to also do the same. That's amazing. I've performed every single goal that I ever had with my performing from like Sydney Opera House to these incredible clubs in Tokyo to like, um, I don't know, private parties with Lady Gaga and Duran Duran, like all these things that I had in my mind that I could do. I did them all. I checked them all off the list. Like they were all every single creative goal that I wished for, like um, you know, certain things with YouTube and all this, anything that would come to me, I would be like, I know I can create this and I would do it bootstrapped at all. Like I never had any, you know, money or loans or anything like that. Mm. Um, I just had like blind faith in that I could work this out and that there was a system to everything. Like my creative flow and ideas would come and then there would be a system and I would put those two together and it would just create magic. power And I am, I think I'm coming to the end of that cycle, which doesn't mean, because I still, hooplovers.tv runs so beautifully online and I still create content for that. I still create content for YouTube and I still love, love, deeply love teaching uh, movement and hooping and all of my students who've ever supported me, 
but I think I'm ready for something else. <gasps> what is it? Well, I mean, I've been dabbling for such a long time and I've been doing a lot, lot of other projects and the beauty of, uh, you know, living off my being supported by my creativity for so long is that I now do have time and space and money to to support me. So cool. But so what are you going to do? It's scary. With it? Do you know what is that one of the scariest things for a creative? What an idle mind, space to do nothing. Yeah. it's really terrifying because you're like, well, I don't know what I should do. What should I? That like when there's no fire, when there's no push and no drive, mm. and you can just kind of like swallow around in your ideas it can be really paralyzing because you you um yeah you're like not pushed for and everyone has different motivations and different drivers um I would feel like you know if I didn't have any money I'd be like shit I gotta make money or you know and I know how to make that but or to be like oh uh, I don't have any st- – like I still do get spikes where I'm like, oh, I really want to meet new people or I'll so I'll do a project that helps me to meet new people. Or, um, I really am passionate about working with women and sharing their stories. And, cool. Mm. Collaboration and listen. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like there, there might be some projects. Do you feel like you want to learn anything new? Yeah, I've been um, kind of – dabbling in because because that was the whole thing with the hula hoop like I just took I never when I picked up a hoop I wasn't like right I'm gonna make an international you know like I've never had those visions right although early on I was like oh I want to share this and teach this because I was a teacher yeah um I I've gone into a few things over the last couple of years being like is this my is this going to take me like like hooping took me Well Deanna's just started surfing <laughs> lessons so watch Look out. out I could be the mature yeah, quickie pro surfer of the year uh, I don't think it's going just to be surfing Deanne no getting barreled yeah Instead of hoop lovers, I start up surf lovers and I just like teach all the oldies around town how to surf and Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, no. I mean I now have Dianlove.com, which is an online platform, but I'm really looking forward to to reconnecting with community. Um and yeah, it's okay not to know the answers. So that's where I feel like I'm I'm in creative transition, but I feel supported. And I know, I think it's like what you said before, Grace, it's like you're a hard worker and you see things through and you know like you, you'll work hard no matter what it is. Like it's not work ethic. Um, sometimes it's just like, oh, shit, will this project work? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think my biggest thing too is just valuing the – whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. doing. I feel like if you value everything around a project, the project will be of value. That's yeah, how I feel. That's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I know. It, I was going to say if you're balancing things, it's almost a bit of a myth balance because you have to – you're tipping in. You know, it's like being on, I don't know, one of those – what's the like – Um, I don't even know the word for it where it's like this balance pad, mm. like one of those fitness things or like oh, those yeah, Diablo, balance board whatever they're or, called. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're constantly shifting weight and, and, and shifting like, yeah, value and weight and stuff in, in every project and shifting things around and, and kind of picking up slack where it need where it's needed and putting in funds where it's needed or, you know, totally. like, I don't think there's, like we said, it's not just this one linear, like I'm going to make a movie. 
Yeah. And it's done. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work like that. Nothing works like that. And for me, I I always remind myself and I remind the women that I coach that it's, uh, that's the excitement. If everything was done, it would be boring. Totally. We just go back to, we'd go and sit at a job facing a wall and I don't know, press buttons on a keypad or something. Do you know what it like? So I think for creatives, shifting the mindset to realizing like a lot of us do work really well under pressure and it, mm. if everything was worked out, we wouldn't get, we wouldn't thrive on the problem solving. Yeah. I feel like even in my everyday life, it's like some mornings um, I meet my auntie for a coffee and oh, yeah. it's like, hey, Franny, you want to get a coffee? And she's like, yeah, great. Meet you there in half an hour. And then I just lay around and check Instagram and maybe do a video or something. And then in the last five minutes, I'm like, oh, shit, i got to yes. go. I'm meeting her in five minutes. And then and then it's like I brush my teeth, I make my bed. Like, <laughs> Everything gets done in that last, yeah. I mean, I think a I, lot of people work that way. And honouring yeah. the way that you work, you learn so much about yourself when you are left to your own device. Like, yeah, and I used to – I think a lot of people were like, oh, I – I hear this a lot, like I procrastinate, I leave everything to the last minute. And I was like, well, does that suit you? Because if that suits you and that's when you do your best work, why are you so down on that process? Like understand who you are and own it. Like that's That's what I've done it. I did it in primary school. I did it with throughout my whole university. I never did any. If I had two months to do something, I'm I'm only going to do it in the last two hours. (laughs) I'm not condoning that way of working. But if that is what, as long as you're honest with yourself, like, yeah, there have been some times when I've definitely fallen flat because I haven't been prepared and I've realized like, oh, I really should have rehearsed that show. Or especially when I'm working, when I have worked with other people, like say I I was in a a trio performance group for a while and, and did some duo work and if I wasn't up to scratch like I felt like I was letting other people down yeah that's so one of my biggest fears is like letting people down that you're working with because it it's that whole value thing too yeah. it's like oh they're I'm not valuing them yes or yep. you know and mm-hmm. then you yeah you let people down yeah it's so true Yes, yeah. all of our creatives out there. So it's a big creative bubble right now. And speaking of creativity, our we've been on many adventures recently, but our recent adventure was honoring a very creative woman in our life. And Grace, do you want to tell everyone? Yeah. So our good friend Vicky and her husband Mickey worked together and uh, Vicky put together this documentary called Me and Her. Hopefully, wherever you are in the world, you will get to see it. Yes, I hope that the whole entire planet gets to see it. It's incredible. It was really, is really powerful. And just being, I felt so honored to get to be a part of the night in the premiere. the premiere was beautiful. Being there and it was a sold out show. That Mm -hmm. was over 200 people there. and. Vicky was so nervous. Oh, she's so gorgeous. And I think that's a beautiful side of seeing artists and creatives too when they really do deeply care so much, not just about their work but the message behind it Yeah, and how it impacts others and honouring the the women. Um, So Vicky interviewed 53 women in three places across the east coast of Australia and very diverse women of different ages and backgrounds and also transgender. And uh, I was actually lucky enough to sit in on 
on all those interviews, laughed, cried, lost my shit, like listening behind the scenes of all of them. And then she put together, so it's a film, me and her, um, and they're speaking about their relationship with their clitoris, which is a very, uh, there's a lot of secrecy, a lot of shame and a lot of like hiding behind this beautifully sacred and pleasurable part of a female's body. And the stories that came out were so powerful. So amazing. And it's so, you know, it's a 45 minute documentary and you get to see a lot of women speak about, um, you know, what empowers them, what disempowers them in relation with their clit and so much more. And, it's it's like 45 minutes. It's not long enough. No. Like everyone has such a big story and, you know, obviously there's a lot of women that, um, you know, there's not time to share everyone's full story. Mm. However, Vicky has gone through and um, picked the most perfect so parts of everyone's story and mm. created a really beautiful piece of work in it. Absolutely. That was our adventure. It was, it was really and beautiful. it was incredible to be part of a work that is, uh, yeah, talking about topics that are not commonly talked about and questioning totally. why those conversations are not being had and, and then questioning why there's shame around it, why there continues to be, why it's kind of picked apart or like why would you do that or things like like why are these conversations not being had when it's it's a natural part of totally. a woman's body and you know a sellout show that i'd say you know the audience was mostly women which is really cool um there was a few guys in there which yeah. is also really cool mm-hmm. and that's two over 200 people that opens up a conversation in their life now so yeah oh I went and saw this documentary the other night it was about clits like with their friends that might not have made it to the Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever I feel like that's 200 extra people in this world now that can have those conversations or maybe make them feel slightly more comfortable because we all are so very different and all our differences is what makes everyone so beautiful. So Yeah, and it's absolutely powerful, like the reclamation of these words. I think for some, for many women, even just talking about like saying the word period or I remember like uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff that came up and and I hope that Vicky creates some more documentaries in a similar style about other topics. Uh, but just reclaiming certain words like for some of us even using the word clit or saying the word like talking about tampons or whatever it might be oh grace is sneezing she's so excited just using those words can be really challenging for some people some men and some women and so I think just having these conversations and sharing these types of documentaries reclaims that and takes the shame away takes the awkwardness away because it's not it's a beautiful part of our existence totally I mean I was sharing like in the lead up I work in a barber shop and I was sharing the um that I was going and what it was about and some of the guys were I mean some of them were like oh whoa that's interesting you know like and I feel like some of them were also curious which is really really cool Mm. and I feel like even though it's a documentary about women and their clits it's not something that only I feel women could enjoy I feel like it's every sex and gender and non-gender yeah 
can yes. could benefit from. Yeah, I think that's it. a very essential message that a documentary about women does not exclude men. Totally. A documentary about women is open to all genders or identifications, just the same as a documentary about men would, you know, would not exclude women. So making making sure that there's no kind of, I don't know, uh, miscommunication that this that speaking about a woman's body is only for women as long as that you know it's respected and it's not in a sexualized way uh it's for any gender totally yeah it was a beautiful night to be it a was of. really beautiful congratulations to vicky and if Woo. you do want to know more about me and her or any of vicky's other projects then you can look her up online vickyj.com V-I-C-K-Y-J-A-Y.com and she will be – because we've had a lot of questions from friends like, oh, I can't get to the screenings. There's another one in Melbourne. Actually, there's another one next week and Grace is doing some comedy there, which is incredible. And then there's another one in Melbourne. But after that, we're not quite sure where Vicky's going to take it. So make sure that you follow her to find out where you can see this and and keep the conversation open and going because it's so essential. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alrighty, yeah. we songs? are songs. What are your obsessions this week? Oh, I feel as though I've been pretty slack in trying to find new music lately. However, I did go down memory lane this morning and pull out an Aussie banger. Woo. John Farnham. Oh my goodness. Farnsy. The voice. No, Barnsy. No, Farn. Farn. <laughs> not Barnsy. No, not Barnsy. Barnsy and Farnsy. If John you are not Farnham. from Australia, you will have no idea what we're talking about. No. But you should look him up. So John Farnham, The Voice. It's basically an Aussie anthem. Yes. Grace and I knew every word. Yeah. And we lip synced for our lives. So good. Um, I'm going to let you choose your two because I feel like I need to browse on my okay. phone all right like while you phone, grab your phone, phone i will say. let you know uh so last week we went to hang out with grace's dad and brother and then um grace's brother has this banging stereo in his car it's actually really funny and he's often um got different tunes on and when i jumped inside he was playing this really cool song and i was like hey who's this and uh he said it was the gorillas and that reminded me of a different song by the gorillas which is on going to be on the two rad chicks playlist and my obsession of the week is dare by the gorillas a classic one from them i think it's really cool it's got some it reminds me of like dancing at clubs and that kind of and then last night grace and i went to the movies to see a movie called gentlemen Yes, it was a movie about men. We're women. We watched it and loved it because they were very it was cool. So good. It made me want to sip whiskey out of crystal glasses with big rocks of ice. So go see it. Guy Ritchie, epic, amazing. All of his films are so, so cool. And not just because he is Madonna's ex-husband. I love him. Um, and as we were walking through, <laughs> tangent, but as we were walking through the cinema, uh, there was a remix on this is why people you need to have Shazam on your phone all the time because you never know when you're going to hear a cool song and you have to Shazam it. It's a song um, by Alina Baraz, which uh, is called Can I, C-A-N-I, but it's a remix uh, by Tez Caddy. Yeah, it's a little it's a little like I would be sipping that whiskey out of a crystal uh, jar, I was going to say vase, on the beaches of Mexico. Yeah, and listening to this song. So get it. It's going to be on the Two Rad Chicks playlist. Epic. And I have just sparked a little memory. 
of an awesome, amazing, incredible song by Prince, of course. <gasps> oh. So Prince has a an album called Piano and a Microphone, 1983. Must listen. It's basically him at the piano playing piano and singing. I don't even know if it's like been rehearsed. He's like talking into the microphone as well. Like, hey, can you turn my microphone up a little bit? But it's very cool. And this song on from that album is the first song on that track. Uh, first track on that album and it's called 17 Days. And mm. it's just a very cool mm. like good vibes feeling. Put it on in the morning oh. while you make your cup or your smoothie. And so good. Get in a good mood. And it's Prince, but it's him raw. It's like there's really none of this pop tastic kind of Sony shit around it. It's like <gasps> Yoni, Ooh, tingles. Yoni tingles. Yes. 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 Prince. Uh well, they are that's four very cool songs that you can from Fonzi to Prince. I know. Very diverse. 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 Yeah. Yes. Wow. You gotta have everyone on the edge of their see you know i know hey i really loved our conversation today did you did you listeners out there peeps who are you the grace and deanne show no you also are two rad chicks you are too rad even if you're not a chick yeah i call grace a dude all the time it's okay we can be loose and fluid and diverse it's all right no shame sorry about the whole mercury retrograde thing where we just like it swallowed our whole entire microphone episode it just went into a black hole but here we are lucky here we are cool Uh, don't forget to check out grace's beautiful videos and funny hilarious stuff on at uh, instagram at grace dot your dot self and i am dn at Deanne, love, XO. Yeah, just keeping it sassy all keeping the it time. Sassy. You can keep up on our daily stories. stories. Yeah, you can see. <laughs> I'm going to take a photo of Grace right now, but I'm going to have to, You're gonna have uh, to censor edit. some bits because Instagram don't like the boobies. All right. Okay. We love, love you. you all. Go see you soon. Have a fabulous time. Bye. 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 Bye.